Hello, legends, and welcome to today's show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the Club United Business, Australia's number one members club connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today I catch up with Cub member Kevin Ludwigical, the CEO of Glitch Productions. Kevin and his brother Luke own a production company that has 7 million subscribers on YouTube and generates a whopping 100 million plus YouTube views a month. Kevin is literally the YouTube whiz kid and he shares everything you need to know about building a successful YouTube channel and brand. Uh, He talks about how to obtain your first 1,000 and 1 million subscribers, all the key hacks and trends there is towards creating engaging content on YouTube and the things not to do on YouTube that damage your brand and your viewership. Kevin's an incredible guy. He is a world champion martial artist and a great new friend of mine. I had a fantastic conversation. Hope you enjoy the show. I'm super excited because you I was telling Laura before, you're pretty much like my favorite person in the world at the moment. Oh, you've got <laughs> now nah, you're teaching me all about YouTube. You got a hundred million YouTube uh, views, is it? Yeah, monthly uh, views. Monthly yeah. views. Yeah, yeah. And you're a world champion martial artist. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's good. It's it's all right. It's not it's not too bad. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's basically that you're basically my dream at the oh. moment. Be a world champion martial artist. Have a hundred million people look at me every month. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's so good to have you. Um, um, obviously in the club and. And on the close, of course, of 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 those two great accomplishments, mm. uh, martial arts and and uh, your YouTube success, both pale in the accomplishment of becoming a cub member. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but man, I just want to. I mean, I, I know you've got an incredible story mm. um, of how you've uh, built. You and your brother um, have built the company uh, Glitch Productions yep, that's it. Um, to 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 where it is today with seven seven million subscribers and. Uh, I want to hear that story, and I mean, I mean, you know very well that we're looking to get in, jump into the YouTube ring yeah. and um, and start um, start uh, getting some juicy subscriptions on our YouTube. <laughs> and it. so, uh, I mean, I want to learn as much as I can from you today. And I, I know all the listeners. If there's one thing business owners want more, it's attention. And yeah. so, I reckon we're going to teach them today, or sorry, you're going to teach us today <laughs> how to get some absolutely great attention. Yeah, the amount of people that approach me, like the moment I'm saying like, oh yeah, I do YouTube. They're like, YouTube, how do you do YouTube? How do you get viewers? It, it's such a big topic of con- the conversation now because that's where that's where people are going to now, right? Yeah, and it's so important though because I got told, I don't know if this is true, but I got told it, it, podcasting's great, but it's very hard to grow your listenership. You have to, you know, it yeah. takes a long time. You have to get a, some big names and things. Whereas YouTube, the algorithms do that's work it. more in your favor. Yeah, don't that's they? it. So YouTube is the best place to grow new fans and get like a really hardcore community, right? Because that's where the the algorithm feeds the new viewers. Obviously there's TikTok as well, but on TikTok, people aren't really, they don't know who you are. Like they don't know, they won't know Daniel, they won't know Cub. They're just gonna see videos and they're like, yep, next one, next one, next one. Whereas on YouTube, if they're there for eight minutes, right? They're there for the content. And then they're gonna be like, oh wow, who is this? I wanna check this person out. So it's the best way to get attention, but also get people to really stick and pay attention to you and your brand. That's right. That's interesting. I've never actually thought about that. So TikTok is somewhat like a new YouTube or it's a new video consumption. It's trying to be. 
it's trying to be, but it's not, not at all. Because you got to think about like the format. Have you ever gone on TikTok? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit too scared. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that. It's very addictive. Yeah. Is it's it? It's incredibly yeah, I've heard. addictive. Yeah. My girlfriend looks at uh, uh, food recipes yeah, and yeah. cooking <laughs> it has, all the time. It, has, it is dangerously addictive, right? But if you, it's not really good for growing audiences because if you think of it from a user perspective, I'm sure the listen, listeners probably use TikTok, you're just scrolling, right? You're scrolling, you're scrolling. You're not really paying attention to who's making the videos. So say there's like a cub video, for example. Yep, next one. It complete, you're on a completely separate thing. They're not gonna stick, they're not gonna stop and be like, who is this? I gotta check mm. out who this is, right? So it's not a very good tool for trying to grow your business or growing your, your audience compared to YouTube. Yeah. It's like, it's like a goldfish platform. They forget every that's, five seconds or whatever uh, it is. That is the best description for of it. I'm, I'm gonna use that. That is <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is great. pretty much Gen Z. That's it. I, yeah, that's I, it. I went to um the Chris Rock uh, just teasing Gen Z here mm -hmm, a bit. Mm -hmm. I went to the Chris Rock comedy show the oh, other yeah. day. Yeah. And um and there was a guy before Chris who was absolutely hero. I don't even know who he was, um, because I got there a little bit late, but but he was just basically teasing the crowd. Mm. And he's going on this big rant about Gen Z and he's like, oh, you guys are the softest human beings that have ever been, you know, <laughs> made. And he goes, you know, it's Gen Z in the house today and you can hear them all like, yeah, yeah. like screaming. And they're all in the sitting in the back rows and he goes, that's right in the back where you belong, you fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> You're the most useless generation. Oh. Ever. Oh, it was so funny. That's funny. But anyway, at least TikTok, them, it makes sense that they like TikTok. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. And and um, uh, YouTube, that is your primary business. Your business is, is, in fact, based on YouTube. Can you That's give it. a bit of a, a – a brief of, of to what the channel is and yeah, what yeah. because it's actually a production company. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So we have we have two brands. One brand is called SMG4 and another brand is called Glitch. The SMG4 is our really big channel. Um, it's more of an animation parody channel. So we're in the YouTube business, but our format is actually animation videos. Um, so everything we make like involves animation and it's like sketch comedy. Uh, and you're going to see on the SMG4 brand, um, uh, there, there's a lot of we basically make weekly animated videos and they're like eight to 10 minute comedy stories just with like a bunch of characters. We get like uh, video game characters in as well because that's really, really good for new viewers because it's very hard to pitch an original character. But if we have say like Mario, you know, kids are gonna be like, oh, I know Mario, I'm gonna watch the video. So that's a big way for us to, to get new new audiences as well. Yeah. And, and so are you allowed to just use like a Mario in, in, yeah, in the show yeah, that they let you? Yeah, because it's transformative content. So it's 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 like parody. So we're doing something new with it. It's not just like, oh, we're taking we're taking Mario and then we're like, oh, buy Mario, like buy our stuff using Mario. It's just we're taking him as just as a character and we're getting a bunch of our own characters as well and putting them into like these little stories together. Um, then we have another channel called Glitch and the Glitch is our fully uh, animated platform we make pretty much like cartoon shows, uh, like properly high production, high quality, something you'd see in like on TV, that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, we're pitching to, to streaming services as well with that kind of content. And yeah, that's basically our, our two brands. Ultimately, we just want to, we want to be that company that you walk up to and be like, wow, you're that Aussie animation company that makes amazing stuff. Like Aussie yeah. Pixar. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, that's that's it. That's what we want to be, the Aussie Pixar. Yeah, exactly. That's the vision. That's actually that's, the vision. That, like, that's basically. The vision. Yeah, that's the vision. Exactly. It's pretty incredible because, I mean, it, it's just such a random company. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I, 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 I find that I say that to a lot of members <laughs> on the show. It's like, how, do, how did you get into that? But, yeah. but uh, I mean, it is a 
good question. How did you, how did that start? Mm. And I guess, how did you uh, get it to 7 million subscribers? Yeah, yeah. So it all started when my brother was actually 13. This is about 10 years ago. Um, he was he was 13 and he, you know, game Super Mario 64. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. He literally was just playing around on a controller and he was like, oh, what if I recorded the screen and I put some my voice over it and put some text on? It was literally as simple and as innocent as that. And so it was just this kid playing like Mario videos and he just, he turned them into like these little stories just with like Mario running around and he put text up and that kind of thing. And he chucked like really crude music and, and sound effects over it as well. And I feel like that's the crazy thing about YouTube. You don't need much. You could make a successful YouTube channel with like nothing, you know? Um, and then he started making videos and then I saw it. I was like, oh, that's good. Good on you. I keep doing that. You know, it's just like, oh, it's this little hobby of his. But then after like four years, I had a look at the channel and then it hit 100,000 subscribers. And I was like, holy shit, what happened? And I asked him, he's like, I don't know. I just kept making videos weekly. Um, but the really good thing about my brother is like, he's super, super driven. You know, he's, he's every week, he just made a video. Doesn't matter if he was sick, doesn't matter if it was raining, hailing, didn't give a shit, just make a video. Um, and there were, there were good videos. Like they were funny. He had, he had that, he had like a really unique style about it. Um, what's his name? Luke. Yeah. Luke. We're going to give Luke a shout. Yeah. 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 Um, he, yeah, he's the main guy that's behind the channel. His name's, um, Luke or his channel name's SMG4. Like that's him. That's his brand. Um, and he's like, you, you can tell just from his comedy style, like it's really suited for like that demographic, like teens, um, kids, that sort of Gen thing. Z, <laughs> Gen Z, literally yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, and basically over the years, he, he just kept growing. Right. And there will be a bunch of video games that would come out. I don't know if you've ever heard these games, your kids, if you had kids or viewers, kids would probably know like five nights at Freddy's, um, Baldi's basics among us, fall guys. These are all like really big brands in the gaming world. And whenever they dropped, he would make a video. And we noticed whenever he made a video with these really, really popular titles, right. He'd make like a, a video about them. He'd get a massive new influx of, of audiences, right? And this is something we're probably gonna get into. It's basically like he 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 hopped on trends uh, and he, he grew his audience massively that way. And then basically my back my background is I um I did software engineering uh, and robotics in, in uni. I did that for about six years. And then about five years ago, I graduated. And when I graduated, I looked over at my brother's channel and I was like, wow, you're on a million subscribers. You're hitting a million subs. And when he, when I saw that, I was like, what are you doing? Are you, are you monetizing um, off of this? He's like, I don't know. He literally just looked at me. I don't know. I'm just doing this for it's fun. It's just a hobby. He, like, he like, likes doing it. I'm like, dude, are you, are you serious? And it's, it's a lot of money. You, if you're getting that viewership, it is a significant amount of money. Um, and how old is he? He was 17 at the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Right. And I looked at him and I was like, we can start a business. Like we could actually make a business out of this. We could really grow this into something. Right. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I just want to make videos. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. Let me take over the business side. Let me see if I can grow this. Let me get you editors to, to start helping you out. So you, you can actually grow the content. And then when I, I actually started part-time at the very beginning, just like helping him out. First thing we did was like merchandise as well. I remember the, like the first merch wave we did I, I drew, I drew the drawings and I can't draw, like I, I can't draw at all, but I drew the drawings. We put them on the shirt and we sold like a hundred t-shirts just that way. And we're like, oh, cool. So th there is a way to actually engage this fan base and, and that kind of thing. And so 
um, over the years, I took it more seriously. And then it just started out us two. We were literally in the back of my parents' garage. We turned it into our little office, just two tables with these two little computers. Um, and then we hired our first editor and we started getting a little organized. And then we were doing that for maybe a couple of years. And then we actually hit, we went from millions to two million, like in, in, in one to two years. From the moment we were like, okay, let's take this seriously. And we started growing. And then I guess from there, we went from the two of us to five people. And then we got a proper office um, in Sydney. And then, yeah, it just grew. And now every year it's grown quicker and qu quicker. Uh, and how big is the team now? Team's 30 people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Across the, across the two, yeah, yeah. two brands. Um, yeah, we have like editors, animators, 3D artists, 2D artists, um, bunch of technical people. So many people actually like just working to make, make the show possible. Our ambitions are a lot more like, uh, they're a lot higher now as well, because the, it's you with this generation and this goes for people our age as well. Attention spans are really short. So you can't keep releasing the same thing over and over again, but this goes for TV as well. You know, like you know, the Simpsons, there's like 30 seasons of it, but people stopped watching after 10 seasons just because they didn't bring uh, anything new to the table. So it's really important to keep the content fresh. So that's been a big issue. We can't just like stick to the same formula. And that's why the team's been growing because we have to figure out like, what are new ways to entertain people? This content's getting a bit boring. What are ways we can change? And that is one of the big reasons why we're even still around now. So the channel's been running for, the, the company's been going on for like 12 years now. Um, and usually on YouTube, channels have a very short lifespan. Usually like five, six years, they start tapering off. But we've been able to stay for this long because we keep trying to make new stories, new new shows, like new ideas, we'll always bring it to the table. We have a team of really, really smart people that get together like every week and we sit together and we like, all right, what's next? What's the next big thing? We literally like look at the current events, what's happening, you know, like what's happening in the industry? Oh, uh, the Minions movie just came out. All right, let's do a video on, on the Minions, you know? Um, Oh, there's a new Mario game coming out. Oh, let's get that Mario game. Let's do something with that. So you literally sit down and have content meetings. Okay, yep, what absolutely. is happening in the world that our audience, our target audience is interested in yep. and how do we create relevant, valuable or entertaining content that's on those topics? Yep, yep, that's it. You got to stay relevant. Like especially this day and age, you got to stay as relevant as possible. If there's like, if you're with any business, if there's an event that just happened, you're gonna feel like, okay, how can I actually use this and make content out of it? Because that's where the conversation is. It's where, it's how people are actually hopping on. It's it's your entry point essentially, right? It's your entry point for people to your channel. No one cares about you at the beginning. Nobody cares about me at the beginning. What they care about is the topic. So you have to talk about relevant topics that people actually care about. You need to earn people's respect to care about you, to, to give a shit about what you have to say. And you can only do that through really good content, but to even get them clicked on it, click on the content in the first place, they got to talk, you got to talk about things that they care about. Wow. That's great advice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a while to reply because I'm writing it. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm writing it down for myself for later. <laughs> but um, that was the biggest, like, that was the biggest thing when I realized that, when I realized like, yeah, people don't give a shit about me. Um, they don't give a shit about me at all. It, it's, it's the they, they're coming here for the videos. And the moment I changed my mindset to that and was like, just make the best videos possible, make the audience as happy and as excited as possible. That's when we saw massive improvements in viewership. And really, that's what you were saying to me before, to, 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 to turn non-fans into, like someone who doesn't know you or, or the brand it, yep. or the channel, I guess you'd call it, into a viewer, you don't sell them the channel. 
Yep. You sell them the topic. That's it. Or you, sorry, you sell them the episode. Yeah, so the yeah. topic of that episode. Exactly. They, they come into that episode, they watch it, they're like, hmm, I like this Kevin guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch another episode. Yeah. And then that's it, that, that's kind of what you're describing, isn't it? That's it. So here's an exercise for like the listeners, the viewers, and yourself. Who who are some of the biggest YouTubers that you actually watch regularly? Like, go, give me one. Well, I, if I'm watching YouTube, it's yeah. the recommendation you gave me last week. This yep. is my newest one, but I'm I can tell you I already be, I'm already addicted. Is Valuetainment? Yep. Patrick Pet David. Yeah, Patrick Pet David. David. Yep. I, but I watch all the UFC. Uh, so I'll, I watch Joe Rogan on YouTube, but yep. I also yep. watch Chael Sonnen's Bad Guys YouTube yep. channel, and I watch all the UFC the UFC's companies actually. Yeah, and how did you how did you come to see that channel. He didn't walk up to you and be like, hey, check out my channel, did he? Yeah, no, you, what, what what happened, I can tell you exactly what happened, even for Joe Rogan. See, I didn't know Joe Rogan oh, really? a, at all, and which is kind of weird because he's the world's biggest podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm talking years ago now, yeah, yeah. but at that point, I didn't know him. Mm. The only reason I watched Joe Rogan is not because he was this huge podcast star. Like you're saying, I didn't give a fuck about him. I'd never heard about him, <laughs> so it, it didn't matter to me. Yeah. I watched the first um, uh, I, I, the, the first episode I watched. I can't even remember who it was. I'm trying to remember now. But the first episode I watched of him was someone I was really interested in. It yep. was a business person. I can't oh, remember yeah, who it was. There was one with Elon Musk that oh, like, got so episode. many people in. Like, Elon Musk smokes a blunt yeah, on it. It yeah, was the funniest yeah. shit and ever. And the Tesla stocks dropped, <laughs> yeah. so he bought them. Yeah. <laughs> He's a cool guy. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. yeah Did you yeah. see Mark Zuckerberg is on Rogan? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched week. that video. I've got to check it out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He, he's not as. He's not as – I reckon because he's typically quite a like behind-the-scenes type of person. Yeah, he's not the business yeah. – he's not like the the face at the front of the company where people are like, I'm buying stock. I'm buying Tesla because of Musk. You don't buy Facebook because of Zuckerberg. But I think, I, in my opinion, I reckon they got him to do that, to just start getting him out there a bit more. Start, start, I reckon they're trying to boost confidence in Facebook because yeah. the stocks are going down. Yeah, yeah. But after listening to him – I. There are elements that I liked better about him because I got to learn more. For example, he loves martial arts now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. you wouldn't think it. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but he does. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> no, he does. And he likes them for the same reason I like it, which is because it's a great – well, it, it's my only other hobby other than work. Mm. But it's a great distraction so you're not thinking about work or other problems in life. You're Mate, thinking about not getting punched in the face. You and I kindred spirits. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You know the only other experience – this is a bit off topic. The only other experience – that gave me that same thing was riding a motorcycle. Oh, really? Yeah, because you're like, fuck, I don't want to die. Yeah, yeah. You're always looking around you. You're looking at the cars. You're waiting, your brain's mm -hmm. working overdrive to yep. make sure that you, no one's going to hit you. Yep, yep. Um, um, but martial arts is a safer version, Love I it. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> and it, it does the same thing. But anyway, I didn't get from Zuckerberg the same thing I got from Musk, which mm -hmm. is after I listened to Musk, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that dude is smart. And he's actually kind of cool. Like, <laughs> I kind of like him. He's, um, yeah. he's so unique, yeah. right? He's so different. He's like an alien. Yeah. He's like yeah. an alien. I'm saying he's it. not from. He's not like us. He, <laughs> he's he's come down and he's, yeah. he's he's working us out. But it's like you, you see that kind of video and you see what he does, right? And you tell your friends like, "Oh, you got to check out this guy." And they might have never heard of Joe Rogan before, but they know about Elon Musk. And all of a sudden, you're noticing what I was talking about is being implemented now. All of a sudden, your friend's gonna be like, "Oh, Elon Musk. Okay, I'll check it out." All of a sudden, oh wow, this is really entertaining. Joe Rogan knows how to ask the questions. I'm getting really valuable content. I'm learning more about Elon Musk. I want to check out, oh, look, there's a Mark Zuckerberg one. You know, oh, there's this guy, there's this yeah, guy. There's other business people. Let's look at them. Oh, and, they got UFC people. And Let's all watch of them. a sudden, you have yourself a fan of your channel. 
And that that's that's that's, that's it. How it that's the organic cycle. So, so you you've got to sell the topic, sell the sh- episode, sell the episode, not the show. Yep, sell the episode. Talk about things people care about, and then it's not just that one video though. You got to have a bunch of other videos that people care about as well. So you start off with that one video. They hop onto other videos. You can if you can get them to hop onto at least three videos. Usually, there's a very very high chance they're going to subscribe, and that is the biggest biggest thing. It's so. People think like, oh, I should just tell people to subscribe straight away. That That's not the case at all. YouTube punishes you if you have subscribers that don't watch your content, right? They punish you. They serve your videos less if you have a million subs and only 1,000 people are watching, you know? So do not ask friends and family to subscribe if they're not going to watch. That's it. That's it. That's it. They need to be engaged. YouTube rewards watch time and they reward engagement more than anything else. Because if you think about it from YouTube's perspective, they're a business. All they want is to serve ads. That's their business model, serving ads. So what they wanna do, they want people to watch, be on their platform as long as possible, right? If they see a channel and they're like, oh, this person has a lot of subscribers, but you know, none of their fat viewers are actually coming to watch our stuff, I'm gonna stop recommending There's something wrong with yeah. this channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Screw them. So tell me then, what's the, what's the key to, I don't know if it's hacking or taking advantage of the YouTube algorithm. How do you take advantage of what you just said? Yeah, yeah. So there's this very, uh, two, bi- two big things. It's two big things. Number one, uh, it's click-through rate. And number two, it's your average view duration, right? Click-through rate is getting people to actually go onto your video. If you think of it as as like a funnel, it's your big funnel that's actually getting people to, to move through and go into your video. And th- like, this isn't a new concept. It's been in journalism for the longest time. You know, when you have your crazy titles, like 20,000 dead in whatever, and people actually go through and read the article. And then it's like, in an earthquake that could happen yeah. in Japan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I actually saw that the day. It was like 18 million dead and two cities collapsed. And I clicked on it and it's like, if, if this yeah. earthquake happens, that what's, I was like, are you fucking but kidding that, That's me, not bro? good though, right? Because that makes you go off straight away. You're like, oh, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. You know, like playing with my attention like that. So that's bad as well, right? Because you, you don't want high bounce rate. Right. And again, YouTube punishes you back in the day, six years ago, um, before watch time was even relevant, all they cared about was views. And when they did that, people just show like, like provocative girls in the title and that would just get people clicking, but then they wouldn't see that was in the video and they'd click off. Right. And so what YouTube implemented was they punished people that just got viewers to go into their video and click off straight away. And that's where the average view viewer duration, duration AV, AVD. AVD, came. yep. So CTR, your click-through rate, AVD, average view duration. So you want to get really high click-through rate with really good thumbnail because the best way to do it is just think about yourself. Just go on YouTube, literally scroll down and just pay attention to your brain and what your eye goes to. Whatever video it connects with, you're like, oh, okay, this video pops out to me, you know? Um, and the second thing is the title, you know, the title needs to be really good as well. Say like, for example, this podcast, I interviewed Kevin Ludwichu. No, no one knows my name. No one's like, no one knows my name. They know the brand, right? So no one's probably going to click on it. But if you said how to get 7 million subscribers, like in five years, whatever people, that's a lot more, uh, that, that casts a wider net. I'm interested in that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm I've sure, watched that. Yeah, I mean, the people watching now, you probably watched because you don't know who I am. You probably watched because you saw the title, right? Mm. So you got to approach the videos from from that angle, right? Like if I'm a viewer, what do I actually care about? Like what do what would I actually pay attention to and click through, right? And so that's clickbait. And and just, just to stay on that, so yep. just to stay on the CTR, which is a click-through rate, mm. you've got the 
thumbnail, which uh, uh, for, for those who were novices like myself, that's the picture. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's the picture. And then you've got the title. That's the it. title make it something that's really obvious towards the value that you're going to receive exactly. from that video. Um, so that, that it depends on your demographic as well, right? So for example, these videos, the demographic is like business executives or business people, right? Very business-minded people. So you've got to gear the clickbait and title towards that. Every industry is different. Every demographic of person is different. So you really have to think about who your audience is and what's most enticing, you know? It's a lot easier for, for Cub because you are your demographic, you know? What you enjoy is probably what the, the viewers that will click on it, that's what they'll enjoy as well. But you really have to get in the mind of your audience, right? And, and figure out what's exciting to them. And, and so, it, so you have to understand your audience, which we'll circle back to actually discovering your audience later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got the picture and uh, the picture, what are some tips to do with it? Sorry, the thumbnail. What yep. are some tips to do with a thumbnail? For example, I don't know if this is true, but I read certain colors are better because they stand out more because yep. YouTube's color is, I can't remember what YouTube's color is. Red? Laura yeah. said red. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, colors like blue, greens, and uh, non-red colors work in the thumbnail. Yeah, definitely. So like your bright blues and greens. So there's something called color theory where you have – um, you want complementary colors. For example, if like if you have a color wheel, you have blue, and I think it's orange. Orange looks really good on blue. It pops out at you. It like physically pops out at you. Those two colors pop out. So if you had like a blue background, then the subject of, of your thumbnail should be orange. That'll really stick out, mm -hmm. right? And that's just like ba super basics. Another one is like big reactions. Right, if if so my face like <gasps> yeah, if your yeah, exactly. I just learned how to get seven million yeah, subscribers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be like, oh shit, why is Daniel so excited? I, I want to know why, right? Um, and then the other big one is text, but it's it's got to be text relevant to what people actually care about, right? Because your eyes lock onto text. They, it's just your brain. It's just something in your brain. They'll lock into text straight away in an image, right? So if your text is relevant, so if you put figures like um, 7 million, right, your, your eyes are gonna go straight to that first. You're playing with microseconds here. If you think about it, people scrolling down, they're looking at your video for half a second, right? And this is the attention span you have to play with to actually get people to click through on your video. So you have to do exactly, you have to do whatever you can in that thumbnail. In, in, in the YouTube world, in our business, in our industry, the thumbnail is as important as the video itself. Usually every YouTuber I've met, they always do the thumbnail. Mr. Beast, he's the biggest YouTuber on the on the platform, over a hundred million viewers, right? About like five hundred million S views. Subscribers, subscribers. Sorry, yeah. I was saying you're a hundred million yeah. viewers. Hundred million subscribers, over five hundred, six hundred million viewers a month across all his channels. He does the thumbnails for everything. He does not let anyone else. He has a team of like 100, 200 people, but at the end of the day, he always does the thumbnail. It is that important. Okay, yeah. thumbnail. Do not skip. Yeah, no, you cannot. Yeah, <laughs> do not fuck that up. Do not fuck that yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So that's how you get them through. Mm. Then you need to keep them. You need to make sure that they actually find value in your content. Now, yeah. um, the best. I, I, I don't know if this is true, but I would say because a lot of people think their content's great because they made it. Yeah. You know, but you can't be the judge of your own content. The best mm. way to judge your content should be your AVD. Is that? Yep. That's is it. Is that pretty that safe is, to say? That is the. Yes, absolutely. Nail on the head. Okay. And how, And so how do you know your AVD and how do you make uh, people – what are some tips people yep. can do to actually keep people interested in, in, in the yep. episode? So here's a good metric. 50% AVD is average. 
if you can keep someone watching, if you have a 10 minute video and they're there for five minutes, that is average. So average being pretty good or average being- It's okay. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. You're you know? the average. Yeah, you're yeah. the average. You're not failing. You're not failing. You're stable. Yeah. If you want to grow 60% and up means, means YouTube will definitely, you'll get more views. Guaranteed. I can guarantee you. They're going to feed you. Yeah, exactly. yeah they will. They will. Lower than 40%, it's, it's, it's going to go down. Like okay. that's it. It's as simple as that. If you can get them on the video, if you can get the majority of your audience to stay on longer than 60%, you're guaranteed it will do well. And, and so what are some things you can do to do that? Obviously just having, um, the, I mean, obviously the, the episode, I guess you call it, mm. making it true to the title and valuable content yeah, is, yeah. is one of them. But are there other things? Yeah, there's so many things. It's an entire art and there's so many resources online to actually um, get into it. But there's things like storytelling telling a story, what engages people? Well, it's telling a story from start, beginning, end, you know? Um, yeah, because you're not, unless it's a shit story, you're not going to jump out halfway yeah. through. You want to know if the princess exactly. gets saved or exactly. if the wolf gets her. And the other really big thing is your first 10 seconds. If you think about it, the first 10 seconds is when the viewer decides, like, nah, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to skip or I'm actually going to watch, I'm, I want to watch this through. And usually what, um, what, uh, a lot of channels do nowadays. They don't go, hey everyone, my name's Kevin and today we're gonna be talking about so-and-so. They're gonna be like, they're gonna start off strong. They're, they're gonna tell exactly what's relevant. So let's say the video, like let's say for example, um, how to get 7 million subscribers, right? So I, I wouldn't say, hi, my name's Kevin. I'd be like, this is how you get 7 million uh, viewers straight away. Like start off on that. You know, Mr. Beast, he did a video where it's like, um, he, he tried to replicate uh, the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. He's like an entertainment game show sort of YouTuber. He didn't start off like, hey guys, this is what I did. He just like, he starts off in the chocolate factory. I built a $2 million chocolate factory. These are the contestants on, let's go right into the video, right? And that is the attention span you're playing with, right? When, when you put it into that mindset, that framing, all of a sudden you're like, okay, every second matters, right? And when you, when you obsess about it that much, that's when your videos start doing well. First 10 seconds. If you watch any of the viewers. Make them wow. Any any YouTube channel you watch that has a high uh, viewership, high subscribers, like so so the Chael Sonnen one or, or Valuetainment, for example, right? You see in the first 10 seconds, they get straight to what they're talking about. Yeah, right? and then I find them normally to be extremely, um, what do you call it when someone's like, um, like enthusiastic. Yeah, enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, high energy, yeah, right? Like, They're high energy. Guys, I've, this is the thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah but that, that's the thing as well. Like it's gotta be in tune with your personality as well. Yeah, you can't so fake it. You, Yeah, it's so easy to tell. Um, especially on YouTube. YouTube, just viewers, they reward authenticity, right? People can read, you can read if someone's faking it and that's gonna get them to be like, oh, this guy's so cringy, you know, he's forcing all of this, you know, he's forcing his smile. I can see right through him. You have to be authentic. If you're true to you, who you are, that means you can you can capture people and people are gonna like you. You want people to like who you are, right? Um, so that that's also really important, but yeah. And so what's the hardest part of building a successful YouTube channel? Is it the like the first thousand, for example, yeah. or is it the second million? Or yeah, yeah. how do you go about starting so, and overcoming that the hardest part. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we were saying this before, the, the, the hardest part of starting a YouTube channel would be your first thousand subs. Cause that's when you're trying to figure out your fan base, your demographic. And that's when YouTube's trying to figure out what you are exactly and, and who to 
um, who to serve it to. I forget the exact number, but there's like, you need about, I'm gonna say like a thousand hours or like 14,000 views for YouTube to actually start monetizing your videos, right? Because it's like your first 14,000 views is when YouTube actually starts figuring out and calibrating like, oh, this is the kind of person, these are the kind of people that watch his content, right? And so, so YouTube actually needs to, needs to take 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 take. Why can't I speak today? <laughs> YouTube also needs to take some time to get to know you mm -hmm. and who watches you, so that they can help those people. More of those people find you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, that 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 period at the very beginning is usually very hard, and almost one hundred percent of the time, for the first half a year you're probably gonna get like 10 views, you know? You're gonna probably gonna get very small viewers if you don't have any other outlet of, of advertising your content, right? So if you're brand new to the game and you wanna just get out, you're probably gonna get 10 to 100 viewers at the very beginning. Don't be discouraged, that is normal. That's absolutely normal. Um, and usually if a million people started in the first year, by by the six month mark- Three of them are still there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like 90% drop off. Yeah. And it's that 10% who still persist, they're the people who are actually gonna make it, right? It's 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 so easy to be like, yeah, I'm so motivated, I'm gonna do this. And then four months in, you're, you're, pump, you're, you're working your ass off, seeing no success, and you're like, nah, I'm gonna give up, right? Um, so persistence is also really important, but- Yeah, so com basically, if you're gonna do it, Commit for a year at least. It's like running a business, right? Yeah, yeah basically, a year a business, you have to wait longer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, um, and you might lose money in the, you know, yeah, the, the start. at least this isn't taking your money or yeah. not too much of it anyway. Yeah, and it's also the, the other really big thing. So this is the biggest, the most common practice in, in YouTube. It's called trend jacking. And it's very similar to what we were talking about with like um, Joe Rogan and all that sort of stuff. It's where no one, no one knows you. Right, so what do you need to do? You need to talk about topics that people actually care about. So if you're a business channel and your demographic is business, okay, Elon Musk just bought Twitter or something, right? Let's talk about that topic. So Elon, Elon Musk buying Twitter is what we think in Australia. Like you, you gotta take a topic, but also you gotta put a little spin on it, your own spin on it. You can't just like duplicate the topic. You can't just be like, oh yep, Elon Musk on Twitter. You need to be like, what Aussies think about Elon Musk taking over Twitter or what Sydney siders think, right? Because that's what's gonna stick out to, to other people because there's probably a thousand people talking about that topic already, right? Yeah. But you gotta put your own spin on it. And, and I guess what you're saying is make it as niche as possible. So yeah. if I'm an Australian YouTuber, I wanna focus, I wanna target at the Australian audience because if they see something more relevant to them specifically, mm. they're more likely to click than, yeah, than if, something. Yeah, if that's your goal, right? If your goal is to also cast the widest net, then that's a different, that's a completely different challenge. You're gonna, you're gonna, come at your content differently, you're gonna come at your title and your your thumbnail, it's gonna be completely different. So you really have to figure out what am I comfortable talking about? What value can I provide to people that is different from everyone else? It's like business 101, right? Like it's, 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 it's yeah, the same thing. Yeah, finding your point of difference. That's it, that's it. So if you can take that and you can figure out how to turn that into content, then that's, that's, that's before you even start, you need to figure that out. Right, you, that's the number one thing. You, that needs to be very clear. You need to be able to elevate a pitch. If you you ask me, hey, what's your channel about, right? And you're like, oh, it's you know, it's about business. And I'm like, well, how's it different to these thousand other business channels, right? You have to be able to tell me what's unique about it in in the first five seconds, right? And we have to be that has to be in the video. That's going to be threaded throughout the video, and people are going to feel that. And when and when you have that mindset, that's when you're going to start finding like a difference in success. Yeah. So or, treat it like a business, have an elevated pitch for your channel, have the point of difference for your channel, have, or, 
the value proposition of your channel. Absolutely, 100%. And, and analyze the other channels that are out there. So, and we'll get to that. But so with the trend jacking, I, I kind of feel like that's a very key thing you've said mm. because if I don't have many subscribers, uh, I have no many views. And when people are, which means, so when people are scrolling and they can see, oh, there's Daniel Hakim's whatever the show is, yeah. um, and he's only got 15 views. Do I really want to watch something yeah. that only has 15 views? But yeah. if it's something really relevant yeah, that's it. to them and it's a it's got a hot name, like it mentions like Mark Zuckerberg yeah. or it mentions Elon Musk or it mentions something like that, mm-hmm. um, it, they might be like, okay, I'm going to give him – I'm going to give him a try. Yeah, yeah, that's and it. That, and that's what trend jacking is. That's so trend jacking is key to, in getting your first thousand That's it, subscribers. 100%. Yep, that's it, yeah. And, and and when you're looking at setting up the – we probably should, probably should have started here. Mm. But when you're looking at setting up – well, creating a YouTube channel, do you, you, you have to do your market research like mm-hmm. you would a company. That's it. So w- w- what are the type of things that you would look at when before setting up a channel? Yeah, so I want to look at who else in my space, in my demographic, is creating content. So for example, um, for the Cub, the Cub channel, uh, if you want to start a Cub YouTube channel, I would look at other business channels. And there was this really good one that I recommended it to you, Valuetainment. Um, he does very similar like business executive videos where he talks about how to grow a business, how to run a company, recruitment, all that sort of stuff, right? And he has his own spin on it. He has his own style in his videos, own style and thumbnails, and it's really, really unique. And he's really raw when when he gives um, feedback. And it's re- I find it super valuable. And so I've subscribed to him. I watch his videos like every day. Um, and yeah, it's it's these people that exist already. Um, see what they do, see what's working for them. And try to replicate that, but yeah. put, but make it unique That's it. and targeted even more yeah. so to my audience. Yeah, so the way the way I like phrasing it is like take elements that you really like that definitely work and then add your own to it. Yeah, because you people know straight away if you're just cloning someone, right? They're called YouTube clones. No one likes them. <laughs> um, so you can't just copy someone one-on-one. It has to be like, oh, this style of format I'm taking from him, these topics I'm taking, but I'm adding my own spin. Like yeah. that's absolutely fine. You know, that that's... And once you've kind of gained that traction mm-hmm. and you're you're achieving your uh, uh, 60%, uh, is it DVR? It's AVD. 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 Yep. You're achieving 60% AVD. Then naturally, YouTube starts promoting you that's anyway. Yep. And just naturally, it's just consistency. Keep, keep being it. consistent. You'll keep growing. Mm-hmm. And to stay relevant, you have to keep the content fresh. You can't stay, yeah, it it will eventually get boring. So you have to constantly innovate your content, find new ways to either entertain or bring value to your clients. That's it. And and this is usually the hardest thing. It was the hardest thing for me as like a business person, usually business-minded people, they'll comment from like a numbers perspective first. They're like, how do I drive these numbers up? How do I get them up? With video content, with YouTube content, you're in the entertainment industry. Even if you're providing value education, you're still, it's still a video, it's in the form of video, right? At the end of the day, you need to figure out how to make the best videos possible. And that's where your mind should be. It shouldn't be like, how do I get, how do I drive these subscribers up? If your focus is on how do I make the most entertaining video? How do I provide the most value for my audience? How do I make it mo- the most enjoyable? Organically, those things go up yourself. Yeah, and, and I can't stress on that enough. The, the focus needs to be on the video, not on everything else around the video. And and commit for at least 12 months yeah. if you're new to the game. That's it. What, what is that commi- commitment? Is that, I don't know, an episode a month, an episode a week? Is it Yeah, a- yeah. So it, it depends on the topic. Usually like an episode a week is good. That's your – that's Average? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's your average, yeah. right? If you're making really high production videos, once a month is fine. 
but I'm talking about like high production, right? Every day is too much now. Before, like people do daily videos, but it's too much. You get like, you're just churning stuff out and it feels like the production's not that good and you're probably like, you don't really give a shit because you're pumping shit out daily. Um, once a week is usually a really good spot or like once every two weeks. And and roughly are these two minute videos, half an hour videos, they're, they're so like this podcast, yeah, an hour? Yeah, yeah, so it depends on the format. So if it's like a video where you're just providing like, if you're talking about a topic, right? A single topic and someone's gonna click click on it. It's usually eight to 10 minute videos. So what's really good for this podcast is podcasts, like your viewing habits are different. People are, when they see a podcast, they want to listen to it for one hour. That's what they, that's what a podcast is, right? Um, but if you're on YouTube and you, you're a viewer, usually you won't be gravitating towards podcasts, right? Unless it's, you know, Joe Rogan. But usually people want like eight to 10 minute doses. That's usually the viewing habits that, that, um, that people experience on YouTube. Uh, so that's a good, yeah. it's a, I mean, that's it. It's a, it's obviously dependent on the style of content and your, your target market and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. the purpose and the value that your, your viewers receiving from your video, but as a general eight to 10 minutes yeah. is, is pretty good. That's it. That's once, it. Once a week at the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like that's, th those are pretty much the fundamentals. Yes. That that's, that's the fundamentals. And oh, there was one last thing, which is to do with the videos themselves. It's all about editing. Editing's really, really important as well. Um, if you want a high average view duration, there's gonna be something interesting for your audience to look at. And that can be like adding a camera cut or jump cutting, introducing a new topic, talking about something different, adding an effect on the screen. People have really short attention spans. I'm, we're always gonna come back to that topic. People have really, really short attention spans. So you need to be able to introduce something new every five, usually in the industry, we're like every five seconds, there's gonna be something, every five seconds. And that can be a camera cut. It can be a new topic, whatever. Um, but the editing needs to be on point as well. If you're making those eight to 10 minute videos, if, if you have just one really long topic and you're droning on and on and on, and there's a lot of arms and ahs, people are going to click off. You're going to get a lot of view duration. No one's going to watch your video. Which is kind of why a lot of, um, popular, uh, YouTube channels, they're very high energy yeah. and they maintain that energy yeah. throughout. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's completely relevant to your demographic as well. Um, usually the big channels, cause they appeal to kids. Like just yelling at the camera. Really? Works. Yeah, yeah. Because kids love that. They're like, "Oh, cool! This is exciting." You know, it stimulates their brain. Yeah. Um. But for yeah, for your demographic, for Cub, for example, right? Maybe like stronger, stronger person personality like Chel Sonnen is good. Um. But it has to feel organic as well. That's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. You have to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And and so tell me about the business then. So you got the third. You got thirty staff. You got over a hundred million uh, viewers a month with seven million subscribers. You're going to be the visions to be the Aussie Pixar. Mm -hmm. What is actually the business model? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you how do you actually make money? Yeah, I get this all the time. Um, so, animation industry is fucked. Uh, it's very hard to make money in this industry. It is the hardest way. Making animation is one of the most expensive and the hardest things you can do, compared to just filming, right? Um, so, it's we, we've set up, but but if you can get it working, like Pixar, like Disney, if you can get things running really smoothly, you're gonna have very, very high returns. It's a high risk, high reward industry. What do you mean by running really smoothly? So if you can get, um, so, okay, the way basically animation industry, I, I don't like to, the way I like to frame it is it's the IP industry. People care about the characters you make. They have an emotional connection. And if you can develop an emotional connection, if you sell a plush toy, uh, a shirt or something, 
they're, they're not buying the product, they're buying the emotion that they feel from the product, right? And usually most merch sales in this industry comes, uh, sorry, most revenue money mm-hmm. comes from uh, merchandise sales. Really? Yes. So so you guys do a lot of merch for yes, your characters, we do for your a lot shows? Of merch. Yes, yes. That is a big part of the, the, uh, the, the Revenue business the model, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so, so there's merchandise. Yep. I, I'm assuming YouTube pays you. Yep, ad revenue is also really, really big. Yep, um, I think like a significant amount of of uh, revenue comes from ads, and that's just ads that YouTube uh, serves up. Uh, How do they work? Oh, what is YouTube? They, is there like a set rule with you get paid this much for this many ads? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a whole topic I could go into, uh, but if you if you want to look into it, it's just called CPM. Yep. Uh, the, the topic is called ad revenue CPM. CPM is cost per meal. So basically um, every thousand views, YouTube will pay you a certain amount, right? The average CPM is about $8. So if you get a thousand views, you get paid $8, right? If you get a uh, uh, hundred thousand views, you know, you, you can do the math uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. You'll get about I'm 800. I'm too scared just in case I get it wrong. Yeah, $800, $800. So if you're getting 8 million views, there's you're probably gonna get $8,000 for that video. Right, and if you can get a hundred million views, well, you can do the math yourself mm-hmm. on how much video, how much money um, we'd be earning. Yeah, per month. But you start earning some pretty serious money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And and uh, what about sponsorships? Yeah, brand deal sponsorships is a whole separate beast. Which there's a lot of money that can come through as well, especially nowadays. Um, it depends on the industry you're in. If you're in the business industry, usually it's very very high. You get very high CPM. You get very high uh, sponsored brand deals because. Business people usually have money and they're on these videos because they want to buy things. Like they're in the habit, the, the spending habit is a lot higher. Um, so brand deals is also a massive, massive thing. And like, if you can get, the, the average is like, um, if you can get a million views, for example, um, if you get a channel with a million views, you can get usually like $15,000 plus for 30 second, 60 second uh, pre-roll. Like wow. we're talking about that level of, of cash, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's pretty incredible. So, so it is really multifaceted. You've got, and but really, you're saying most is merch. For our, well, I mean, a lot of it's merch. A Let's lot say of a it's third merch. Is merch yeah, yes, yeah, a lot of it is merch for our specific industry. It'll be different from a a personality channel because for the personality channel, they can't really, they can only sell merch of themselves so many times, right? Whereas we have like different characters we can make merch off. Um, that's when you start getting into like brands. That's when someone like makes, for example, like uh, uh, we talked about, let's let's say Elon Musk became um, a YouTuber. He'd sell his brand. He'd be like, oh, fucking Musk Inc. or whatever, like, you know, and people want to buy that because of what it represents, you know, and that's when you get into merchandise. And that's obviously a whole separate part of like marketing um, and, and merchandising and branding and all that sort and of stuff. And would you ever make the leap from YouTube to producing, particularly yourselves with, because you are an animation studio in the sense, would you make the leap to creating a show or airing your shows on like a Netflix or Amazon Prime? Yeah, yeah, so that's literally what we're stepping into now, right? Um, so a big part of our business model is we're looking at streaming services to to uh, license out our IP to. Um, and in fact, we're actually talking to a few people. Um, nothing's, nothing at all is yeah. confirmed yet, but we're just having these conversations just to see what's out there. The only issue with that is once we get the streaming services, it's almost like another hurdle we have to jump through, right? We have to get everything approved. Whereas on YouTube, we can make whatever the hell we want and we can just release it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to weigh that up. Is that money worth the lack of freedom? Um, and that's one a big thing we're trying to figure out now. I would view it differently. I would more so view it 
as a way to get more attention mm. to attract back to So the issue with the, the issue with that is if you're on a streaming service, they always almost always want exclusivity. Oh, so you can't do it on YouTube anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it from a streaming service yeah, perspective, that makes sense. like why, why would yeah, yeah, why would they pay a subscription to watch this when they can go watch it for free? It doesn't make sense to them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, so they usually they would limit. But could you make a show that you make only for Netflix while your other shows you just keep on YouTube? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. And that's also something we're we're looking into as well. That's pretty exciting. That would be a very cool, like it would be quite cool to say, oh, okay, cool. I've built something that's on Netflix, Netflix yeah, or Amazon yeah. Prime yeah. Or, or Binge or whatever yeah. else there is. Yeah, for sure. For it's, sure. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, I think it'll also kind of legitimize the company even further. Mm, mm, you know, mm. it's kind of like, wow, they're on Netflix. They're on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. You know, it'll it add to big, the brand. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it would too. So, yeah. That's another positive of that as well. Yeah. Um, we do have to wrap up, but I wanted to talk to you about um, your martial arts oh, yeah, because yeah. obviously we share it in common, but what we do not share in common is that I'm not a world champion in anything <laughs> and you are. What, what, what? It's a Japanese martial art? What yeah. is it? So the Japanese martial art is called Taito mm -hmm. and it's like a dynamic striking martial art that focuses more on evading. So like dodging attacks and we actually do a lot of acrobatics like flips in it as well and that's part of it. So it's like the philosophy is like if you're a small dude versus a big dude, if you're the smaller dude, if you try to block or if you try to just take the the hit, you're gonna get wiped out. Get, yeah. So the idea is to like completely dodge, use footwork to maneuver around your opponent, and then strike them in the weak spot. I mean, that that's like the, the whole philosophy. That's awesome. And I've been doing that for like 13 years um, in the in a club called UNSW Taito. Um, they're here based in Sydney. I've been doing that for 13 years. Um, I'm one of the the black belt instructors there now as well. Um, and about four years ago now, there was a world championship in uh, Japan. And then I went there to represent Australia. Um, and I won uh, the men's sparring competition. I got the gold medal there. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so it's been a huge part of my life. To be world champion of anything, you've <laughs> like, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. It yeah. takes a lot. I, I was training four, five, sometimes six days a week, you wow. know, like three to four hours a day. But that's on top of like, everything else I had to do as well. That was my life. It yeah. was literally work, finish, go straight to martial arts, stop, go back to work, you know? Yeah. I'm I, I'm doing something um, kind of similar next month. Oh, hell yeah. Um, uh, but very different at the same time. <laughs> but uh, no, I wanted to get far more advanced at jiu-jitsu. Oh, I love and it. I read this book where if you do anything for the first, tw the first 20 hours of doing something mm. is kind of like the most important 20 hours. And mm -hmm. once you cross that, you, you you start progressing a lot faster, you're committed and that yeah, type of thing. Yeah. So I fit into my September calendar, including all my work and and uh, Cub stuff, um, uh, 20 hours of jiu-jitsu training. So I'm love training that. every single day. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. Basically two hours. Two, two, yeah, basically two hours a day yeah, for nice. five days a week. Gi or no gi? No gi. No gi. Yeah. We should have a roll sometimes. Yeah, man. 100%. Well, after my fun. fucking 20 hours, yeah, I'm going to yeah, take yeah. you yeah. young and Let's choke you out. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Laura when he arrives that I'm going to teep kick him, see what he, <laughs> <laughs> see what he does. Yeah, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a match, you know. Um, 100%. Yeah, I'd love there's that. There's actually, it's, it's, I know we have to wrap up Laura's rolling her fingers at me, but <laughs> but there's actually a lot of members, yeah. that uh, men and women, yeah. that are avid martial artists in Cub. I don't I know why the business community loves martial arts. They love it. There's a lady, you got to listen to her podcast episode. Her name's Michelle Hex. Yeah. She's one of my favorite members. Yeah. She's three down black belt in wow. something. I don't know. Listen to the episode. What what episode number is it? Find out, Laura, and I'll tell everyone again. <laughs> 
Yeah. Michelle Hex, she's incredible. She's a Melbourne member. Oh, I love and that. there's so many other members that do everything. There's, there's, there's got to be something wrong with us, right? It's like yeah. a high risk, high reward, like adrenaline rush you, yeah. you get in business as well. It's the same. I find them yeah. the same and yeah. I find them all all consuming when you're doing That's them. It. That's it. They're all, you're all it's, consuming. For me, it's like meditative. The moment you step into the dojo, into mm. the ring, you forget about everything. It's just you mm. and your opponent, yeah. right? And that's what I love about it. So, same with me. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the fact that you can continuously get better no matter what. Mm, you know, mm. it's like in business, you've never really won. That's it. There's yeah. always room for improvement. Yeah, yeah, and martial arts, I find the exact same. You've never won. Okay, I could be really good now, but but I, I haven't won. Yeah. I, I, I could be so much better. Exactly. And it's like work. It's the same same 100%. as business. It's like yeah. this never-ending pursuit. And and it's actually good, a fun way to be healthy as yeah. well. Exactly. Good fitness is too. Good self-defense as and well. And practical. Right? Yeah. If someone wants to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah punch yeah. you on the street, you <laughs> submit them. Double takedown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool shit. <laughs> I've always wanted to be in one of them, like a video, like something, you know, those random videos on the street, like you see, <laughs> just where, see yeah, Daniel King some guy like just like guy. slaps your girlfriend or something like that. You're like, what the fuck? And you just do this mad move. <laughs> I love Find that. A big takedown through the thing. I don't we'll know. Start on uh, a Cub, uh, Cub martial arts channel, you know, yeah. all the Cub members just get in. And, oh, it'd be like, so good. I'll tell you what, yeah, you're probably, you, well, you're the only world champion. We are. I don't know. I reckon Michelle Hex kick your ass. Uh, love, we're gonna, we're gonna get, it. We're going to get that. you guys. <laughs> yes. We should get you both in a podcast. But anyway, we do have to wrap up. Now, uh, as you know, typically we share a greatest lesson and book or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to share a greatest lesson, but I'd also love for you to recommend uh, some YouTube channels yep, that yep, maybe yeah, for our sure. members would like, or our listeners, sorry, I should say, would like. Yeah, yeah, So the biggest one straight away for like business, business-minded people, it's called Valuetainment. Um, he talks all about business, all about how to grow and start a, um, a company. He talks about even big business as well, how, what he does and um, how he grew his company and all that sort of stuff. He's had a lot of... Um, our guests on as well, like a lot of famous people. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that, um, all those superstars. And the other one I would highly recommend is to check out a channel called Colin and Samir. They're a podcast channel that interview all the biggest YouTubers. If you want to get serious about YouTube, they are the creator, it's called the creator economy, right? They are the creator economy channel for finding out who the big players are, how those big players got so big, and they ask completely relevant questions. Their first question in any interview, how much you make? How, how did you make it? So it's super relevant. And and the YouTubers are happy to answer that, right? So- Well, yeah, I'd be proud if I did that, if I made it on YouTube yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So highly recommend that channel. Okay, I'm well. going to check that one. That's going to be one of my next, yeah, yeah. my next things. I really took from today what you said, uh, sell the episode. Yep. That's it. You know, then earn their respect. Exactly. I, I really think that's that's key, particularly that's key. for people that don't have the viewership. And and uh, maybe a great your greatest lesson. Uh, my greatest lesson that I've learned. Um, so, uh, staff is everything. The, the team is everything. You have a if you have a really really good team, um, you, you can almost accomplish anything. That oh. that's the biggest thing I've learned, and that's what we're trying to focus on every single day. Like make the best team possible. Yeah, it, it's 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 the hardest thing. It takes the longest time. Yeah, exactly. And actually, as you get better as a leader, you get better at having a great team. Yeah, 100%. yeah. If you're a shit leader, you're gonna have a shit team. Ex like, absolutely. There's been times in Cubs' life cycle where I was not a good leader. Mm -hmm. I, I was young. I didn't know. I, you know, you, exactly you get the same. egos, particularly as young business people. You, you screw. It's like when Steve Jobs got kicked out of Apple. Yeah, yeah. He was being a menace. <laughs> you know, he was not being a good person or a 100%. leader. And, and then he came back, and he was he was. He was humbled. <laughs> yeah. And I had heard Steve Wozniak say that. He said when he came back, he was different. Yeah, yeah. And he actually led us. Oh, wow. 
and and uh, it, 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 a lot of it fall, falls on to you, but I've no doubt that yourself and your brother are fantastic leaders yeah. and and thank you for coming on. Dude, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. That's been awesome. Yeah. And to our listeners, if you want to find out more about Kevin or Glitch, go to cub.club forward slash podcast and you can find more information there. If you want to catch up with Cub on social, it's at Club United Business on Instagram. It's equally awesome. Kevin, thank you so much, my man. Thank you very much, Daniel. Hope you enjoyed the show.